Hey everybody, I'm Jim Sammons and welcome to the Kayak Fishing Show live. As always, brought to you by Ballast Point Brewing Company. We're going to have a little passing haze, hazy IPA today. I have earned this one today. I've been working this morning. Ah, very good. Very, very good as all Ballast Point beers are. But I definitely have some favorites and that one's, that one's creeping up there. Uh, yeah, I've been uh, trying to get some stuff done this morning, putting together an elliptical machine, um, low impact, kind of helped my back. Of course, putting to get together, not helping my back because it was like a million parts, um, but uh, got that all done. So very little prep for this show today, but luckily I got a guest, so I, I don't need as much prep because uh, we can chat and he's my good buddy and... We're just going to bring him up now. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm like the guest you bring on when he's like, God, I just don't have. I'll just get Will. We'll get Will. Will will do it. <laughs> he was there. He'll know what happened. Well, that, that's uh, what helps. You were there for the first 10 years of shooting, at least. So. And this this is, is Minor Bay, and that's it's got a special, right? We're doing Minor Bay today? Yes. So it's got a special place in my heart because that's where I caught my biggest pike. Uh, it's actually, I think it's probably my biggest ESOX in general. So my biggest, um, of that, uh, genus, whatever you want to call it. Um, cause I don't think I've ever caught a muskie as big as the big pike I caught the there. The pike up there were big. The they were like, were... well, you caught, your biggest was what, like 41 or something like I, that? I, I don't remember. Uh, it's, uh, well, I can drop us out. It's in this photo. That's the background. So <laughs> that's a big ass pike that is not yeah it, it was a good pike and i think mine was uh, like 37 or 38 and i fished like i think i got like half an hour of maybe an hour worth of fishing in um, well i i think you got more than that like because 10 minutes i got in a boat caught a giant fish and then i had to film you again well that was it i remember um i remember there was something along those lines you had seen a fish um and just said you guys, leave me alone. I saw a fish. I'm going for it. But it was also the thing, and, and we're kind of jumping ahead of ourselves, but that was the, the one thing that was so incredible about this trip. The fishing was so good that by the third, fourth day, and we had seven days of fishing, the fourth day, you're like, don't bother me unless you've caught something huge. Well, and we've got maybe five trips in our history, maybe five where the fishing was that good. We had, we've had fishing like that in Costa Rica on the, on the East coast. Um, we had fishing like that here. Um, but that's few and far between. I think the, the big secret that most people don't know about fishing shows and you and I know it, and we don't necessarily divulge it to everybody is that to make a fishing show, you really need about six decent fish. Right. And most trips, that isn't easy to do because fish don't answer to a fish whistle. They don't, all of a sudden the, the right. fish show up. 
You don't say cue um, fish. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and the problem is, is especially with a show like what the one that we made for the last 10 years, because we're not necessarily experts on the area that we're going to. And often our guests want to do the trip of a lifetime too. So, you know, to give you a bit of a background folks, you'll get that fan who approaches us to go fishing in their area and they're like, oh, we're like, oh, sweet. We've always wanted to fish in Northern British Columbia. And then what they do is, is take us to the place they've always wanted to fish, not their fishing spot. Right. So usually we're all learning how to fish that spot together. And if you don't have that five years worth of fish in the same hole every day for most of your life, the fish are not easy to catch. You don't paddle right to the spot, catch your four or five fish like you do at your home fishing spot. Well, that and the fact that we tend to go for bigger species of fish. And when you go for more apex predators, your chances go down. Well, exactly. So yeah. No, it's like musky, right? Like if you're fishing for musky, the you you know, you if you're catching small musky, you might catch 10 of them in a day. If you're only targeting the big ones, you're probably only going to catch one a week type of thing. So anyway. Right. Yeah. And it's just and you know, throw in the ever present weather know, hurricane, you yeah. know, high winds, rain. Uh it's too hot, it's too cold. You got the north-south winds blowing. And <laughs> so the good news is, is that this particular trip, the weather was gorgeous the entire time we we're there. I don't think we even got, I don't think we all got rain one day and yeah. it was like for an hour and so, some wind, but there was always a place out of the wind. And then the second part that was amazing is Jeff Goudreau, who was on this trip, had been fishing it as a guide for the whole summer, knew exactly where to go. And he would drop markers for us. He'd be like, fish between this spot and this spot. We're going to fish here for an hour. If we don't catch anything, we're going to move to my next spot. And every day we're 100 fish days. So by day three, we would be like, let's see who can catch the most fish. And people started losing count at like 100, 200. Right. Yeah. We're talking like 15 to 30 inch pike here. Like there was no tiny little like. Well, we yeah, we, we had the one day where we specifically had you cap, count. And it was like 100 fish each. And the guests on the show, and we haven't really talked about was Ken Whiting, who's yep. the producer of the show, uh, who back in the early years um, came on quite a few shoots. He used to actually come fishing with us. Yeah. Um, he hasn't been on the show in years. And then um, Jeff Goudreau, who is a probably one of the best big pike fishermen that I've ever met. Oh, I mean, the guy's just got it dialed in. So. Uh, yeah, absolutely amazing. Let's say hello to a couple people who have uh, checked in here real quick, and then we'll oh get man, thing. Serge is on here. We got Liam Young uh, watching on kayak fishing tales. Serge joins us all the time. I really appreciate that. As does our friend Sean Russell. Thank hey, you, man. Mr. Nick is on here. Nick Zabrowski, how's it going, buddy? Is Nick Zabrowski? Holy he, cow. He, talk about a blast from the past right there. Hey, Nick, how's it going? <laughs> uh, Daniel from Rancho Cucamonga. How are you? And, of course, our always cheerleader, Gene Wilson. Gene. Gene's uh, like, and did you see the fish? Oh, my gosh. Gene. Uh, uh, so she she caught – that thing's mouth was bigger than my head. Gene, I mean, you're... it was such a big bass. It was a crazy, crazy, crazy. Now we were just talking like seconds ago about Jim trying to get some shows in the bag. Gene, Gene, you're up. You're gonna. Jim will be calling you now. Now that you're catching, <laughs> you know, 
Now that you can't just put all those other people on fish, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to get the big dogs on some fish now. Yeah, we got Sergio saying in from Florida. How you doing, man? Appreciate it. And um, oh, that Jean says that was her ten minute trip. Anybody wants the backstory? Uh, Jean just, I mean, just really quickly, she went out the other night. I guess a storm was rolling in. She had like ten minutes to fish and caught just a stupid big bass i mean like i said this belly was like my head my head could fit in its mouth it it was your we you could fit in its belly it was the biggest bass i've I've seen well i mean other than gene's other giant bass which (laughs) is the reason why they call her the queen ladies and gentlemen yeah good old gene gene the bass slaying machine so anyway uh we're supposed to be uh showing an episode here let's do it let me get rid of that i think the um, background gets all busy the good and... news is that the narration on this one is going to be killer <laughs> back when will narrated that guy has the sexiest voice i mean if you find kermit the frog sexy <laughs> and come this on. Week on the there it is show. I'm at Wollaston Lake in northern Saskatchewan, just a hundred miles south of the Northwest Territories. I'm here with my good friend Ken Whiting and Jeff Goudreau, and we're hanging out at Minor Bay Lodge, getting ready to start our hunt. Oh, the old Scotty Outriggers. Stay tuned for some hard-hitting trophy action. That was that was before all the boats were made for standing up in yeah when you needed an outrigger yeah scotty had those awesome inflatable outriggers they actually worked quite well so if you wanted a fast fast paddling kayak and you still wanted to be able to stand in it they actually worked pretty good they were great and back in the old town the the, uh ocean kayak days there was two guys we knew that could stand in those things and they were both five foot tall and weighed about a buck. Right, right. I still like this old intro. It's classic. I mean, it doesn't have the great song, the Brock Zeman song. But it's just cool footage. And it builds. Well, this was the cinema. This was the cinematic song that we did for Game On 1. Right. Written by my friend Ben Mullen. That's a big fish from this trip. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to New Zealand. I was talking to them the other day. I actually talked to Jay Sanders the other day. Nice. Trying to get me back. And how's Seamus doing? You had Seamus on the show a little t- a little while back? He's trying to get us back, too. Perfect. Just find, find a way for me to be the guest. That's all I'm asking. Okay. <laughs> I want to be the fisherman on that one. The kayak fishing show is brought to you in part by Ocean Kayak. No, it's not. Of the no, no, it's, no, 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 Ocean Kayak. Uh, no, no, it's fishing. No, no. The adventurous spirit. <laughs> uh, no, not no, Scotty. No, not them. Can we like cover it? Like, no, no. Hey, there's yeah, 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 Horizon. Like SH is still around. Maui Jim. No, no. Eliminate glare. Although I still wear them. I do too. No, no, not Yakima. Take it easy. And the Heliconia Oh, Heliconia still promotes it, or produces it. I, I, I still have two Last pairs of Mary Jim's left. Show, Jim wow. visited Eastern Canada to get his first taste of pike and musky fishing. Okay, let's watch the Although movie, the or show. Although the toothy freshwater predators <laughs> didn't fight like the saltwater fish Jim is used to dealing with, 
the spectacular Canadian scenery and the fish's tendency to hit lures right alongside the kayak made the pike and muskie adventures one of Jim's season highlights. This week, Jim resumes his hunt for big pike in the far reaches of northern Saskatchewan at Minor Bay Lodge on Wollaston Lake. At 900 square miles in surface area, Wollaston Lake is the largest lake in the world to drain in two directions. And thanks to a long-standing catch and release policy, the ultimate destination for the trophy pike hunter. Took a, a flight up to Calgary and then a uh, flight from Calgary to Saskatoon. From Saskatoon, we had a two hour flight to Points North Landing. Yeah, man. And then from Points North Landing, we had about a 50 minute drive on a rough road. Oh man, that bus. Needless <laughs> to say, we are off the beaten track here. I mean, everything delicate in there, Jim. In my skull? <laughs> I remember Jim that dome. His old friend Ken Whiting, as well as Minor Bay Lodge guide and kayak fishing guru Jeff Goudreau. Jeff is a pro kayak angler, fishing guide, and insurance broker who travels around Canada and the rest of the world in his pursuit of trophy fish. My name is Jeff Goudreau. I like that it was important Where that we said he was an insurance broker. He's now an electrician. At Minor Bay yep. Lodge. We've been going now here on Wollaston for close to 30 years, I guess. On average, we get a lot of a lot of big fish in a year, maybe four or five fish over 50 inches. Um, Number-wise for big fish, I don't think there's a lake out in Canada that really compares to it. Despite nasty weather throughout most of Saskatchewan, the forecast is looking good in the Wollaston area and so the boys have their sights set on some big fish. Stay tuned as the boys get their first taste of monster Wollaston pike. Whoa. Wow. Dang, I wanna go fishing there. I know, I still get excited. Why? That's the one place I've wanted to go back to. I mean, it was, well, it was we went, so cool. We went there twice, right? I went there once with Chad and then I went there twice with you, right? Or did I go just... Uh, we went to Minor Bay. We went to Slippery Winds. Right, Slippery so Winds. Same same uh, owners, but uh, Chad Chad and I went a few years later, and we did not have a trip like this one at all. Like we struggled for fish. That uh, trip. this 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 trip was was beyond belief. Yeah, we were talking about the weather and how nice it was. Um, and I, I'm pretty as I recall. One thing I do remember was like the tundra was on fire. Yeah, yeah. It, it was super smoky. So that part of Canada is almost always on fire. Like there's almost always, basically the, what happens is when you get a big forest fire there is it'll go out, but it'll continue to burn under the ground and have flare ups throughout the year. So they're never really out. Um, and I believe that area has been on fire for like ever type of, type of thing. But um, yeah, it was, it was very, very smoky. Yeah. Yeah. Cause even I, when Chad and I went back a few years later, um, it was still on fire. Now, now I will say for Wallace and Lake, Chad and I still had a great trip. We still caught lots of fish. And if you guys go to Minor Bay, you're gonna have the trip of a lifetime. The difference was we didn't have Jeff with us who was a kayak guide um, to really like plunk us down in those sweet spots like we did in this one, which you'll right. find out about in just a second. Yep. Well, keep her rolling. Keep her rolling. 
Welcome back to the Kayak Fishing Show. This episode was brought to you in part by Yakima and their Rack and Roll Trailer. For more information about the Rack and Roll Trailer, visit www.yakima.com. This week on the Kayak Fishing Show, Jim Sammons and Ken Whiting have hooked up with Canadian fishing guru, Jeff Goudreau on Wollaston Lake in Northern Saskatchewan. Wollaston Lake is recognized worldwide as one of, if not the best trophy pike destination. And the boys are looking to land some record bikes off their kayaks. Having flown in first thing in the morning, the guys excitedly gather their gear and get ready for a full afternoon on the water. Rigging up the kayak, getting ready to go and get some monster pike off it. Uh, first cast. First cast. Got myself a nice one. Oh, there we, we thought this was a nice one until later where we got yeah. big ones. <laughs> so like 10 minutes later when you saw your first is, uh, 40. Pretty big. We can probably take about a half a day just to fish it properly. And uh, there's some nice big fish in I here. mean, that's a quality the pike right there anywhere. Yeah. Inches, so and that was just like average size we were catching. Oh, that would be a trophy here. So that, yeah, that, by far, you'd, you'd be stoked about that. females? Yeah, the uh, the females are the ones that are the egg layers, and they're the ones that'll that'll reach the, the extreme lengths of fifty inches. Um, the males will usually grow. Look at Ken rocking the deer go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it's quite a bit of jabbing all the way through here. Oh, ticking through it. <laughs> oh man, he hit it right as I was lifting the lure out of the water. The gold spoon. <laughs> and there he went. Did Jeff, Jeff rocked the fly like most of that trip, didn't he? He did quite a bit. And I tell you, if I was to go back, I would definitely, now that I've got more comfortable fly fishing since then, I would definitely do that. Well, now that, and you can stand, and like now that we've got big wide kayaks, you can stand and fly fishing you know, is way more doable. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, this place gets huge fish. We've seen some just monster oh, fish. Yeah, Mayfly there would be I mean, amazing. Monster fish went right underneath the bow of my Beast. So, uh, couldn't be happy how this first day is going. I mean, just kind of getting used to okay. how we're going to work together. Jess' fingers is all bandaged up. That's always a, a, oh, yeah. New people figuring out how you're going to fish an area. And, uh, man, it couldn't be going better. And that's why I don't like the nice thing is, hand bombing Big Pike. <laughs> I think most of us are in agreement on that. There's just so many fish. With a productive first day under their belts, the guys make their way back to Minor Bay Lodge to unwind. But Ken doesn't have his Situated normal bowl cut there. Pristine Bay in the southeast corner of Wollaston Lake, Minor Bay Lodge offers its guests the opportunity to enjoy the world's finest trophy pike fishing while being pampered at a first-class lodge. Uh, we've I want to rock. I want to rock Randy's haircut. Yeah, oh yeah. Show. Well, that guy had it down, like the like the half pompadour. Thing yeah, it's all feathered back and then big the right here. In North America, really. And we're only well, we're less than 150 miles from the Northwest Territories border, 
right where the lodge is. Pre-drone days when they used to just send me up in a float plane to get those. Yeah, you get the shots from a float plane or whatever. I was just just pause it there's for a second. Um, do you know if Randy or do they still own it? I, I think Randy's still involved because he's the one that his name is still in the emails as far as I've seen. Okay. Um, so I, I think, uh, again, he still see the GWN lodges is the name of the company, I believe. And, uh, they still send out a monthly newsletter and minor bays in there. And I'm pretty sure Randy's name is still on it. So okay. I, I thought I at one time, they, I thought at one time they were trying to sell, but, uh, I think they were trying to sell slippery winds. I don't know if they still have slippery winds, but, um, I think they still own minor bay. I'm not a hundred percent sure to be honest. Cool. Uh, we don't open until about the 10th of June, just because weather's so variable. We don't know when the ice is going to go out, and we'll usually go through about the middle of August. So it's. Uh, so I want to pause that really quick. June. Just, just talking about Randy's through, hair. No. Yeah. Yeah. June through August. Yeah. That's how short of a season there is. So yeah. obviously, you know, these fish get very, very little pressure. Next to nothing. And there's, I don't know if Randy talks about this later, but there's only one public access point on the river and the rivers, the lake is huge. Like the lake is monstrous. You could spend a lifetime and there's two other lodges on the lake and you maybe would see one boat from the other lodge during the course of a day. Yeah. I know they had Uh, another one that was like, uh, you had to fly into it. You had to take a float plane over to. And there's only one road access uh onto the lake that isn't a fly-in road access um that one that you could actually get to from the highway type of thing and it, there's just no other boats on it there's no public i mean it's too far north for the public to want to go do it there is a, a native community that lives on the lake but there's just zero pressure zero right. pressure and it's a strict they have a, all the lodges there when there's three i think have super strict catch and release policies so um yeah, nothing. Nothing's really killed. They'll, they keep a couple for dinner every once in a while, and that's that's it. Yeah. yeah they, well, we did the shore lunches. Yeah. Um, but I mean, and that was small fish. The big fish, mm-hmm. everything goes back. So yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, and I mean, if people were paying attention at the very beginning, I kind of went through what I had to go through to get there. It, it was not an easy process. So um, and there's no way around that. There's no easier way. Like there's no like, oh well, if he just. If, you took the adventure route. No, no, that was the easy way to get there. Right, right. <laughs> Short and intense season. We've got uh, half a dozen cabins. Uh, our capacity is uh, about 2830, but uh, the last couple of years we've reduced that, so we'll take 18 guests. The food was amazing. Uh, I remember that. And, uh, and Randy can mix a fine cocktail. Everybody. It's not like a, a mega lodge where it's, it's numbers. It's uh, more like a boutique hotel uh, in the bush. Up and at it early the next day, the guys waste no time in loading their kayaks and launching for the day. And it doesn't take long before the fish start biting. The reels start screaming and the fish start to chew. <laughs> Jim and the boys. <laughs> Big fish. Is this song Brock? Yes, Brock. It's one of my favorites of his. Look at that fish. Cheapers. Now we're using Boga grips then, but this is, uh, what, 15 years ago? And that yeah. was totally normal at that point. We didn't really know that. Um, we, we, of course, stopped using them not long after this. Yeah. 
That is a good fish. On a magic swimmer. Freaking head on that thing. Wow. This is why we came to Minor Bay Lodge. Wilson Lake, man. What a pig. So that is not my biggest fish because I got a bigger one later. What a great fish. <laughs> well, and the crazy thing is those fights were so short, really. Like, you catch those big fish, but it's only, like, tops a five, six-minute fight, if even. Yeah, the biggest issue, biggest problem is dealing with them next to the boat. The yeah. actual fight, you do it for the blow-up and for the yeah. hit. It's the release. It's the tough part. <laughs> so we, here's our shore lunch. Release policy. It's expected that anglers keep a few fish, and what better way to enjoy fresh caught pike than with a fish fry on the water? Today we're gonna cook up some uh, fried pike and walleye. Got a couple of cans of some beer. Canada's best Labatt's. Uh, that's not Canada's best. <laughs> that's not. That's not give the world a, uh, a thick pancake kind of mixture. Whatever you like after that, really. Uh, whatever you know, a little lemon pepper, a little seasoning salt. Make me hungry. I know, right? Incredible. <laughs> I mean, I can't, can't even talk. Just eat. And this is how Thanks I gained 30 pounds. That run through the side <laughs> of a pike, many people consider pike too bony to enjoy. But Jeff Goudreau has a simple filleting technique that keeps those Y bones off your dinner plate and lets you enjoy one of the best eating freshwater fish there is. And so that's what we're going to look at this week in the kayak fishing tip of the week. Brought to you by Ocean Kayak, makers of the Trident Fishing Kayaks and the Torque, featuring a Minn Kota motor. So there's different. I'm going to pause it there for a second just because I, I seem to recall. I know we did this as a separate tip video, had it online. And of course, it, invariably, you get the, oh, that's not the way you should do it. Of course not. <laughs> I just remember that right after we posted that. Uh, no, no, he's doing it wrong. Well, you know what? He did it a way that works. I. <laughs> everybody's got their own technique everybody's got their own device it's like landing them it, it you know whenever we do any landing how to land a fish segment we invariably get 600 people telling us that that's the wrong way to land x species you need to do it this way or you're or you're a horrible human being and you should die in a burning 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 fire <laughs> <laughs> i've literally heard those exact words you should burn die in a burning fire because you mishandled that fish uh, yeah you the way i think you should handle yeah. it yeah well it's <laughs> everybody's entitled to their opinion <clears throat> even if their opinion is wrong exactly just remember i'm always right different ways of doing this and there's other people that do it a little different than me but the way i do it is i'll actually cut down a little ways where i imagine i'm uh, um, just reaching the bottom part of the y bone and then I cut across, so I get a good back bit 
from the pike. And then I come up just by the dorsal. And we're going to deal with that middle part of the Y-bone later. And then you can kind of see the center part of the Y-bone and the two different uh, rows um, of the, I guess, the bend of the Y. Now what I have to do is I lay it on its side and I start off cutting down a little ways till I hit the bones. Then I run the top part of my fillet knife down along the Y. And then I just, without breaking the bones, try my best to get as much meat off as I can down here. I will, I will say that this technique works a lot better with your, to the tail. Big pike. You can actually run your knife all the way down to the end. I've eaten pike a couple of times while we've been on shoots up in Canada. Oh, and it's, it's pretty good. It's, it's the same. Yeah, I find they bad. taste just as good as walleye. You just, the same thing goes, they're bonier. That's a little more tricky when you're right handed on this side. Cut that tail down. Now we'll deal with that top part of that Y bone. Just cut on both sides. The top part of that Y. Let's get it out. The rest is just skinning out the meat. Big fillet, boy. That's that. For more tips and your chance to win a fantastic kayak fishing package that includes an ocean. Do not enter this contest. No. This, this contest does not exist. Kayakfishingshow.com. The website even still when the picking? final count is yeah. tallied oh, the guys cool. have caught well over 150 uh, fish serge asked about the gray pontoons they're from scotty the guys take their hunt even deeper oh sorry mike discover a hidden monster yeah he uh mike gallo uh says uh another great stop he's uh from down under uh do you know what brand those are uh the, yeah the the stabilizers if you will or outriggers are scotty yeah um, and they're an inflatable and the cool thing about them was that as you were paddling you know if, if you were going to be paddling and you didn't want they, they, they didn't really give you a whole lot of drag they would just kind of yeah. skim along the surface but if you wanted to you could just easily lift them up and out of the way so they were they weren't touching the water at all so it was a very cool product. And the nice thing about Scotty and I, and I, you know, although they're not a sponsor of my show any longer, the, their quality, I never broke a Scotty anything. Well, it's a Canadian company. So oh, there you go. I mean, I can, I, I don't know if they still make them. They may. Um, but I, I know that they were, uh, they were a hot ticket item back in the day when all the kayaks were still really narrow and not built for standing. Um, probably not as big a hot ticket item anymore. <laughs> Just because yeah. boats are so much bigger and the secondary stability is so much better now. But. If you do get them, I will give you one tip. Don't leave them in your vehicle inflated. In the sun? No. Yeah, because if it gets hot, they will blow up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know how I know this. 
<laughs> May have like, like anything, pressure change can make for a difference in your in anything that is sealed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Roll said, "Is my dad caught a twelve kilo pike today?" That's how a big kilo. Is that? Yeah, kilo, how big is a kilogram. That? I don't have kilos versus pounds. It's big. That big, super big, real big. Very good. Um, and Serge says. Uh, I've been up to Burntwood Lodge in northern northern Manitoba, yep. and pikes are just as big. Okay. And again, the thing was about this trip, it wasn't just that they were big. There was lots of big fish. But it's super plentiful, and I'm pretty sure Minor Bay Lodge does hold the world record. It did for quite a while, the world record pike as yeah. well. Yeah, I mean, just, so, just incredibly uh, big. And, and and so many of them. The volume yeah. of fish up there was just amazing. As I said, 100 fish days, and we were there for seven days, and yeah. everybody caught 100 fish a day. That's three to five guys fishing yeah. every well, day. It, to, 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 to the backstory there is, I, I think it was on day one or day two, we had really good fishing. I mean, just mm -hmm. stupid, stupid good fishing. So on day three, we're like, Will, we actually want you to keep track. Uh, count every fish that be, the three of us catch, and each one of us caught over a hundred pike. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just stupid, just stupid good. I mean, it was definitely a catching trip more than a fishing trip, but oh, it, was, it was one of those things where it was hard <laughs> to go in because you didn't want to go in because you were just like catching fish all day long, yeah, and then by day four, we're like, do we have to go back out? I'm kind of tired now, yeah. And long, you, you do put in long days because it's it's so far north. You have super, super long days. Anyway. The kayak fishing show is brought to you in part oh. by... We probably should have taken our little break there. Yeah, I don't know. I've been Scotty. breaking it. Maui Jim. Standard Horizon. God, that narrator's voice is sexy. I don't know about you, but... Yeah, it does it for me. Yeah, it really, it really makes the show. There's our commercial break. The Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you in part by Scotty and their complete line of kayak fishing equipment. And there's and the answer to your question. Scotty <laughs> is the way. But dude, the, the question that got us to stop This talking. week, Jim Sammons, Ken Whiting, and Jeff Goudreau are on Wollaston Lake in northern Canada on a mission to catch huge pike from their kayaks. So far, the fishing is... Oh, I think you even have your old Shimano bait tank in behind you, Jim. Yeah. 70 fish were caught yesterday alone, including some incredible trophy fish. But Jeff isn't satisfied. He wants one of the group to catch and land a mid-40-inch pike. And so the boys leave Minor Bay Lodge again first thing in the morning with visions of grandeur. It's not long before the fish start chewing and the reels start screaming. <laughs> yeah! Oh, oh, yeah. Best line ever. I, I think we should start a drinking game where you have to do like a shot of tequila every time I say that. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I mean, the sexy narrator. On that new Rapala rod and the uh, Rapala R-Type reel. Really like the way this reel casts, man. Able to get, cover a lot of water. That thing did really well until salt water touched it. Mm. Yeah. It's so not designed for salt. Which is cast I still have mine. Too really. Yeah. Look at that. Another just. How's that, baby? You got to get a measurement on that one. That's a big fish. 
uh, trophy fish here um, on Walston Lake and anywhere in Saskatchewan is 36 inches. Um, that's a big fish anywhere else in this country. Normally, we would expect to get uh, anywhere from four to ten of those in a day. So, on a normal lake, you'd be hunting for a 40-inch pike. On this lake, we hunt for 15-inch pike. She finished off my last beer. She took me by the arm. There's a good fish. There's a good one. Kissing in the alleyway. Just so many big, beautiful fish. That was in our intro for years, that Jeff shot. Jeff got some big fish today. We've gotten a few. That was 39 inches. Oh, just beautiful fish. We promised big fish. We're targeting big fish today. And we didn't have the numbers of yesterday, but, man, it's a good Look at your fish. shoes. You're wearing the Crocs Yukon Sport. Back in the water. <laughs> Am I? Classy. I was never sponsored by Croc. As the no. On, Jim and Ken can't wipe the grins off their face. That's hilarious. But Jeff is still we were probably going for a Croc sponsorship really at the time. <laughs> that all changes with a single cast in close to the bank by Ken. It was towards the end of the day. I actually cast in a little nook in between some weeds right by the bank, a nice drop off. And I thought, hey, that's if I was a pike, I'd hang out there. And I got, uh, you know, I got a hit. It was nothing that spectacular. It was really more of a just a grab. I was like, oh, fish on. Didn't think much of it. You always know the fish is bigger when you don't get its head up. I started to feel some tension and the, the, uh, the nose stayed down. And I thought, hold on a second. I might have a good fish here. And then I actually got to the boat and made that first run. I realized that I had uh, a good board fish. Just bandages on everybody's hands. The power in that tail, it just, it just tore strips off my reel. Yeah, you know it's good fish when you're dealing having to deal with this much near the boat. Mm -hmm. Is that on a Meps? It's not even that big of maps. Their heads are absolutely enormous relative to the size of the rest of their body. And so when they come up and you get a big one close, it, I literally picked that thing up and I thought, and I said to myself, I think I might, might even said it out loud, that holy cow, this thing's head is as big as mine. So and pause it for a second there, Jim. is as big as mine. We're getting so, near the end here anyway. Yeah, Michael asked about how you handle big fish like that. And you'll see that by the end of this trip, we actually stopped using the boga grips. Um, and you'll see Ken in this particular situation didn't use his boga grip. And that's because um, we started worrying about the jaws. That was around the time that people started worrying about the jaws on, on big esocks and how grip lip grips and boga grips affected the jaws on esocks. So we were trying to figure out a new way of handling the fish. And what Jeff was doing was he slides a uh, hand up into the gill plate and there's a basically like a woggle in the center. And if you sort of hold it there, 
the fish it generally goes really docile and it doesn't get far enough into the gills to damage it. So a lot of kayak anglers who fish for big socks or musky um, will will use that sort of technique. You get you slide your hand up and underneath into the gills and uh, into that into that divide at the base um, and pick it up that way. Now that all being said, there is definitely a um, a divide with kayak anglers and uh, musky anglers in particular on whether that's going to that damages the fish or not in most cases nowadays we try very hard to leave the fish in the water or use a, a landing net of some sort um just to to do the least amount of damage to the fish and that's really a time change i mean this again was gosh 15 years 14 right. years ago and, and the thing about bogas the right, swiveling head is a true boga it's head swivel so you're not going to do the damage that a cheaper Rapala or just the lip yeah. grippers where when they spin, you can break their jaw. The problem with the boga is you could still tear underneath their mouth. And that's what they, they kind of worry about. So we'll hand bomb and get them up under there. You just have to be very careful because very careful. on a pike or a muskie, you don't just have the teeth along their jaw. The entire roof of their mouth is yeah. covered with teeth with spikes, yeah. and spikes, and uh, hence everybody having tape on their fingers from getting and the cut. gills. The gills have teeth, basically. It's the creepiest thing. And uh, the only thing that I do caution against bogus with is that when they do that spin, that death roll that they do, um, they'll often get the lead, and you're usually using metal leader or really thick uh, fluorocarbon leader and they'll wrap themselves in that leader. And that's where the most damage happens. You'll see just big scarring come in from, from big muskie that have been caught before because they've rolled in the leader like that. And you'll see just big scarring across them. So that's why we tend to not use the bogus anymore to use the back strap or to try to the, use that back strap method. You kind of hold it on the back, slide your hand up under the gills, get it up under the tail, get that shot as close to the water as possible now. Um, or a, a landing net is great if you've got a buddy that can help you do it. Once they get above 50 inches, though, it's really hard. And, and to answer your question, it's it's never easy. <laughs> ever. Right. There's right. never a straightforward way. Most of the time, it's just trying to figure out how not to get big, giant trebles in your hand. Right. And, and one thing that definitely helps is at using a leader instead of wire using heavy fluorocarbon mm -hmm. because that's much easier on your hand to lift and control the fish with that rather than having wire which can cut you or braid or anything like that so yep. heavy fluorocarbon uh like cigar 80 pound or even heavier uh works really good for a short leader uh, makes it much much easier like i said most of the time it's easy just to grab them around the back of the head but you start getting these bigger fish yeah. I mean, it becomes more difficult. And and most of the guys who are good at it, uh, just like, you know, James Macbeth, he's, 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 he's gotten much better at it and has shown me how to do it more because yeah. I'm always paranoid. I'm always paranoid of sliding my hand too far up in there and hitting those Sharpies inside there. And, and those will fillet you. A great thing, a great solution for a lot of that, too, is I carry a pair of landing gloves with me now um, that are just basically knife-proof gloves. And that helps a lot too. So it just gives you that little bit of extra um, safety. Now teeth will often still penetrate them. So you have to be really, really careful. Um, but yeah, landing big fish like that, as Jim knows with, with uh, Marlin and fish that are even bigger, after a certain point, it's 
always you're, it's always a bit of a gamble. If you're ta- if you're going to try to take them out of the water, there's going to be a chance that you're going to get cut up. So um, yeah. yeah, I said sometimes easier to keep them in the water. Let's watch the last two Tennis. minutes of this or yeah. whatever it is. With the monster pike finally caught, the day comes to an end. But the Wollaston Lake adventure has only begun. So tune in next week as Jim, Ken, and Jeff change gears by targeting lake trout and then make an arduous journey up an Arctic grayling-filled river that dumps into the Wollaston. <laughs> I forgot about that, going uh, fly fishing up there. I rod my hand, and I got a bump earlier, and I was like, determined. Those are a that. beautiful like, little fish. Yeah. Until I catch one. Sweet. While fishing on Lake Wollaston. So we're back on Lake Wallaston uh, for this next week. Advantage when we were sight casting to those big pike. And this is just a now whenever sight casting is important. Maui Jim bump, which we don't need. I'm out on the water. So we'll cut them off. <laughs> well, you you still get they still send you glasses from time to time. They're still a great company. I like they, Maui they are, that, they're, they're, they're certainly hands down the best glasses ever. Um, I still wear them. I just haven't had a new pair in several years. And the bugger them. I mean, yeah. I mean, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Will, man, thanks for joining me. This was fun. <laughs> hey, anytime. I mean, and, and that was, uh, again, um, I was behind the camera for that one. So you don't see the footage, the amazing footage of me catching my big pike because nobody right. films me. Heck, um, heck no. Hey, you know, before we go. What's up? People don't people don't that don't know. Will actually is uh, does a lot of stuff at Jackson Kayak. Anything exciting going on in Jackson right now? Uh, we're going through. That some you're allowed to talk stuff. about. <laughs> I'm not allowed to talk about a lot, but um, we did just release the on the whitewater side. We just released the new Antics, the Antics 2.0, and it's um, it, it's just blown up. Um, it's the biggest launch we've ever done for whitewater. Um, definitely got people more excited about a boat than we ever, ever anticipated. I'm super excited about it. Uh, I know Dane and the guys, the Whitewater guys are super excited about it. We do have some announcements coming up in the in a few weeks. Uh, the 2021 season is coming up, so we will be announcing new colors. Um, we will be announcing uh, the 2021 colors. Um, there are gonna be, uh, and this is you know straight from the horse's mouth, um, we're not doing uh, much in the in the way of new fishing kayaks this year, but we are going to be working uh, some, there'll be some cool announcements for the existing line um, coming up. So um, stay tuned, go to uh, Jackson's Facebook page. It's always the best place to get information or you can go to jacksonadventures.com, our website, um, and uh, check out our store. If you have questions, I'm actually the guy that handles the online questions so if you ever have questions about our boats you're uh, always welcome yeah, to they actually, jackson has a pretty cool thing um an ask the pro mm-hmm. uh, form so if you're interested in, in a particular boat uh you fill out the ask a pro form and that goes out to all the pro staff and any of the pro staff that are using that boat will answer your question so it's pretty yeah. cool and you'll get several answers so you know you can kind of take each one uh, yeah, it's a great more. resource, man. Like if you like, I mean, I don't use it just because I know all you guys personally, but it's like, it's like having Jim and, and those guys on speed dial and how I like, if you have that question about like what, what type of outrigger should I get for my boat, put it into the ask a pro, which is easy to find. It's on the Jackson website. It's under one of our, it's under one of the drop down menus. And yeah, you basically have access to. I think we're we have about 150 pro staff, and they all yeah. are on that. And, and I, I get I get several of these a day. 
Yeah. Uh, and, you know, some of them, you know, don't pertain to me. You know, they're talking about the Kilroy or something, a boat I don't use. Uh, and But somebody else is always in there answering and you always get several answers, generally speaking. So, yeah. like I said, you can kind of weigh which answers makes the most sense for you. Uh, Liam Young has a great comment. Uh, bring back the Kraken. <laughs> so the good news is, and, and this for people, this comes up a lot actually about a lot of our legacy boats. So when, um, and, and this was last year when businesses started changing and the way that the business, the way that the outdoor industry was working was changing. Everybody had to do some, some basically big changes to their business to keep working. One of the things that we had to do at Jackson was pare back, pare down our lineup to stuff that sold. Um, and the Kraken, unfortunately, although it had a really great initial audience, um, it didn't, it didn't continue to have that audience. Um, so one of the cool announcements and the things that we've been working on for a while is we are working on doing, um, limited runs of boats and the Kraken's definitely on that list. Um, unfortunately with COVID, those limited runs have been put on yeah, hold. I know, I know the whole limited run thing was start was supposed to be pushed out a while back and I know yeah. everything's been put on hold. Everything's but... been put on hold, but we were, we have talked about it and it is going to happen um, hopefully soon because our kids boats are the other one that people really want to see back. We know that the Kraken's one that people really want to see back. The kids boats people really want to see back. And we know that uh, and we are doing all that we can at Jackson to push that through. We just need to get through this tough time. Um, the United States in particular, uh, it's just really hard to work in a big factory with lots of people right now in, in Tennessee and keep everybody healthy. But we're right. doing that. Um, we're doing that. And we appreciate everybody's patience because we know that there's a lot of things um, that people. Correct, people me, correct me if I'm wrong on the limited run thing. Um, what I understand what it'll be is. Uh, it could be basically like this. I could come on here and go, hey, guys, Jackson Kayak is now talking about a limited run of Krakens, um, but we need X amount of boats to be ordered up front. Uh, you don't have to necessarily pay, but we, we need you know a commitment for 100 boats or, or mm -hmm. 50 boats, or whatever the case may be, to make it worthwhile breaking that mold out. And then they can do that limited run. That uh, may be how it works. We're, we're still in discussions on exactly how to do it. We know we want to do it. Um, there's a few different ways it could happen. That is one of the ways. Another way is we work with dealers and the dealers decide which boats we bring back in which colors. And so that we know, you know, but yeah, it's basically if we know that we have a way to get those boats back into the audience and that we know that people want them, there's no reason for us not to make them. Um, the problem we have is there's, this is the craziest time in kayaking that's ever happened. Um, everybody and their mom wants a kayak right now. And kayaks, I, I don't know if you know the, this, Jim, but kayaks are sold out across I the United States. Crazy. You, you can't get one. You can't get one from us. Our warehouse is empty. Our dealers bought them all. So if you want to get a kayak, go to your local Jackson dealer. That's your only way to get a kayak. Um, and, and that's what we're dealing with right now. So basically, we're producing kayaks faster than we ever have. And we want to do these limited runs, but if we can't stop the ovens right now, um, so hopefully that that kind of thing will um, that'll spin out in a couple of months, and then we'll be able to do the limited runs, and then we'll announce how that program works. But it's up in the air. I, I, I know that they're still trying to figure out exactly how to make it work, but I know with the kids' boats and boats like the Kraken, they you know it's definitely definitely going to happen. It's just it's trying to get everything else, all of our ducks in a row to make it happen. Right. It is a crazy time. I mean sporting goods in general, you know, let alone kayaks. I mean, I've called around to a few dealers trying to track down boats for people and every, even the dealers, I'm, they're like, we got nothing, nothing. Not, you know, it's like, I get, I get, 
probably conservatively 100 customer questions a day. And 90% of them are people asking where they can get a kayak. And, and believe me, for pe people who are wondering, this is not just Jackson. No. This is this is globally. This is a, every brand yeah. is having uh, just issues with trying to get because – you know, obviously they had everybody had to shut down a little bit for uh, for COVID, but then the sales, because people are stuck at home, maybe they're not be able, being able to vacation this year, so they're taking that money and going, well, I'm going to buy something for me to use at home, yep. and it's just selling, which yeah, which is awesome. It's great, but if you didn't get in on it early, uh, and and we're honest, hey, if we could produce kayaks any faster, we would. Um, we're producing them faster than we ever have. And we just, the demand is just, it's awesome. It's, it's awesome. But at the same time, it's, you know, we want to see you guys paddling too. Trust us. I'd rather <laughs> see, I'd rather sell you a kayak than have to tell you to, to, uh, to keep on hunting. But um, yeah, check out your local dealers on our website on jacksonadventures.com. There is a dealer finder. Um, and there are some national dealers that do national shipping. Um, and you can uh, just ping me on the Jackson website, just ask a pro or whatever. I'll give you that list of national dealers. I don't have them off the top of my head, but um, th that's pretty much the only way to get a kayak right now. <laughs> is, right. Is the hunt. That's it. Or buy used. Buy used. I, I've actually, I got a couple of used boats. I was like, yeah, I know the demand is so high right now. I mean, I could probably get, if you have used boats, maybe it's a time for you to sell them because it is. You, you might be able to get top dollar for them right now. <laughs> you can. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, and the good news is, is the 2021 season's upon us and we'll have um, new boats coming out of the factory at that point. Dealers are, will be receiving them soon. And so hopefully the market will be flush with uh with boats soon particularly jackson's so yes sir yes sir all right well man you look good you look i mean i really appreciate you being on here i know you've been working your butt off and literally working your butt off working on it yeah i had to had to get rid of the 15 years of beer belly i built up doing the kayak fishing show <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> all right man it's good to catch up with you and uh, i know we'll have you back on again soon for sure thanks everybody give uh, give my love to ali and jim and we'll see you soon all right man take care well that was a lot of fun it was great you know reminiscing about such an awesome trip and uh again part two of that will be uh next thursday i don't remember what i've got going next tuesday but every tuesday and thursday join us for these uh replays and uh reminiscing about these old episodes so if you are getting out on the water this weekend please 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 remember to wear your pft and keep your paddle right side up you take care Oh, I'm going to fix it.